Hey everyone, this is the Creative Outsiders Podcast and I'm your host, Siobhan. And you know the drill, we are sitting in on today chatting with one of our filmmakers. And you know that the Creative Outsiders Podcast is to show you that it's possible to live your filmmaking dream. And I'm so excited because I get to sit down and talk to somebody that I actually started following on Instagram. Her name is Shamika Sawyer. She is the founder and creative director of the Five Shorts Project. Founded in 2013, the Five Shorts Project assists aspiring filmmakers with creating a short film. Once films are completed, the project hosts a free community screening and the film airs on local television via Comcast and Verizon. All participants, actors, cast, and crew are eligible to receive IBZM credits. And to date, the Five Short Project has produced 20 short films in four years. And I'm so excited. Welcome, Shamika. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm so glad that you're on. And I always try to give people a heads up and a warning. I am a research junkie, so I probably have stalked your Instagram um, just to try to get a little bit more information about who you are. But just to um, let everyone know, like, how did you come up with the Five Shorts Project? Okay, so um, in Philly, there there are opportunities for actors and filmmakers to uh, get on, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a little clickish in Philly. Like sometimes if you're not a part of a certain scene or if you're not with certain people, then it's harder for you to get these opportunities, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a resume, mm-hmm. right? So I decided to create a project where if you are not associated with a certain crew or person and you don't have a lot of, a lot of experience, that you could come through this project and gain some experience for your resume and also leave with a completed film that you'll be eligible to receive credit for. And um, so basically in 2013 is when we picked it up. 2014 was our first screening of the films. Initially it started out with just five filmmakers who had some experience. Um, they cre- we just got together to create short films. So it was more like a film collective. But as time went on, I met more people who were interested in learning the process and creating the film opposed to already having the experience. So as, you know, we went into the next few seasons, I decided to make it more of a learning project opposed to just filmmakers getting together as a collective and making films. Okay. So I know that you said that Really, your motivation was because in your area, it's like a little bit click, a little bit clickish. So how have mm-hmm. you, as a filmmaker, um, I guess, been able to push past that? Because I know that it's really big for any filmmaker, like, because it is a collaborative process. Like, you cannot make a film by yourself. Like, you need support. Right. People. So how have you been able to, like, push past that? point of okay that it was clickish to now basically building a community around this right so um I would say like 
I have a meetup group for actors called mm-hmm. Philadelphia Actors Connect, right? So I started there. From there, you know, just trying to offer opportunities for actors to get credit. There's also filmmakers who, you know, are a part of the group because they're always looking for actors, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that meetup group helped to marry the two. It helped me find people that were out there who were looking for opportunities to create them that were, you know, the outsiders. They weren't a part of a certain, you know, crew or whatever. And then it helped me to also bring actors and crew on as well that were interested in the same things, but, you know, were outsiders as well. So um, we push past that because we share a common thread and interest, which is our goal is to make a short film Mm -hmm. and to see where that film could go. So we're not interested in um, names or, you know, like big name people or trying to uh, fit into this mold or box that, you know, society or Hollywood has put out there. We're interested in just doing things our way. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to follow any particular you know, steps or anything, we're doing it the way we want to do it. So finding like-minded people like that within, you know, the meetup group and then within our community as well, because I would host like different events and classes and meet people as well. So through those types of um, opportunities or settings, I was able to meet like-minded people and just, you know, we just got together and say, hey, let's just do this on our own without uh, trying to fit into any mold or, you know, any standard. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit. How Mm -hmm. did you get started or interested in filmmaking? Because that's one thing I tell everyone, not that we're rare, because, you know, we're kind of on and popping Mm -hmm. out as women filmmakers. But how how did you first get started in filmmaking? So um, I started when I took some classes at um, my college at the University of Pennsylvania. I was, uh, well, I graduated with my communications degree, but I wanted to take some film classes as electives. Mm -hmm. So I took those classes and I studied uh, Scorsese and um, Sidney Lumet, you know, popular very important directors um in the film industry and i figured like hey listen like i I really like this framing of stories with visual pictures and with you know um special effects and Mm -hmm. there's so many things you can do with a scene without saying anything and i was like i really like that so i started to work on student films first and then um after that after i graduated I, you know, took some time and I thought about it, and that's how I started um, the Five Shorts Project, just uh, getting associated with people that felt the way that I did about film. So, yeah, so my initial first time getting into film was in college, and I must say, I didn't think this is where I would be, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always thought that I'll be doing, like, PR, and I do PR, but... I thought that that would be my main niche, and it happened to be film. So, 
I think that's just so crazy though, because most people that I talk to, we all started on a different path and like mm-hmm. filmmaking chose us. And I right. think that it's a good thing though, because I mean, you do need PR. <laughs> you do need PR when right. you're doing film. So those are two right. areas that can easily merge together. So what role did you take on when you you know, started studying filmmaking on the side. What is your go-to? Do you prefer directing, the writing aspect? What is your thing? Okay, so I prefer being on camera. I like to do DP. Um, Yeah, because I'm a very down-to-earth, like extremely friendly person. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I've done, I have directed quite a few films, but I'm not the hard, you know, like you better do it this way. I work with people a little bit too much. So I think that directing is great, but it's probably not my strong suit because I'm too laid back. So I prefer to be on camera because I understand framing. I'm really good at framing a scene and and framing it in a way that you'll get the emotional value that you're trying to get from that scene. I'm pretty good with that. So that's why I enjoy the most. And that's so funny. I just, we just were having that conversation this weekend. I um, worked as the assistant director on one of my my friend's films this weekend. And Mm -hmm. um, the sound guy was like, yeah, you're not like the normal assistant directors. You're like not mean. And I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, right. you don't have to be mean. Like, of course right. you want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because my, I just feel this way. People work so much better when you're kind. Like, I'm not going to let you walk over. Right. I'm not going to talk to you crazy. Right. Right. And you know what? it's better for everyone if everybody's happy (laughs) because nobody wants to be pissed off trying to shoot a scene if that doesn't call like the role doesn't call for an actor to be pissed off you don't want to give them that energy because then it's going to show up even in a happy scene they're going to look like they're upset about something so yeah yeah I totally totally get it I I'm the same way like I like people so I try my best to be friendly and nice and um yeah I feel you I feel you on that you don't have to be uh-uh. a bad person or me you could keep it nice <laughs> yeah yeah I, I agree with you on that okay so tell us how the process works when like let's say that I come to you and I'm like hey I want to be a part of five shorts project and I have an idea what is the process that you go through okay so we have um we accept submissions during a certain period of time I usually try to give people one month to submit their script the script is normally a minimum of five pages long um for the submission process but your film could be longer the max is about 10 minutes but Mm -hmm. at least five pages will give me an idea of what the film is about and um how feasible it would be to make this film 
and is it you know something that we can handle or if it's, the idea is too big and we're not able to do it so you submit your script we review it and then we let the um sub, those who submitted know who was accepted and who was not after the submission process and if you're accepted that's when we go into our production meetings and classes. And I will say that this process takes about six months, and this is why. Because we go from development to post-production. So when you come in, you don't have to have any experience. Just, you know, if your script doesn't even have to be perfect, we'll help you with that. Mm -hmm. The key is to just get an idea of what you're trying to do. So when you come in, we're going over your script, we're helping you with casting, we provide space for your casting call, for your table reads, for your rehearsals, we show you how to put together uh, production documents like call sheets and all that great stuff, you know, your your contracts for, uh, you know, um, your actors and your crew. We help you with finding crew. We provide equipment. We help with post-production editing, sound, what music, whatever you need, we help you with it. Now, when I say help, that means help. <laughs> Not we do it for you. We help you find what you need. Um, some things we can provide like uh, camera equipment, sound equipment, and editing services, but all of our participants have the option of handling these things on their own if they have the, the things that they need and they feel confident with doing so. Or if they know someone who does this, but they just want to be a part of this project, you can always go outside. You can get students to help you out. Whatever you need to help you, you can do. We're just there to help you along with the process of making your film in any way that we can. So after the six months, you'll have a completed short film. We host a free community screening here in Philadelphia. Um, so it's free because we wanna make sure that you have a nice audience mm -hmm. to see your film and, uh, and the actors get to see themselves and bring family. So we just like to keep it free. Um, you have the free screening, and then the films air on local television here in Philadelphia for about a month, even though I've heard that they've been aired after that time frame as well. Um, and all the participants, everyone that was a part of your film is eligible for IMDb credit. We help you file for that credit as well if you need help with that. And the film is yours. Once it's completed and done, you own the film. Five Choice does not own your film. It's your film, so you can submit it to film festivals or whatever you would like to do with it. We've had quite a few people submit their stuff. One person got picked up for the Philadelphia Women's Film Festival. So it's it's a pretty great thing um, that we offer. Not to my own horn, but it's, no, it's, it's just you <laughs> you should because I mean you're just think about that you are empowering so many people to be able to use their voice you know who wouldn't have been able to if they tried to do it themselves because right. you know you need that support and if you have no point of reference right. for people you know for other people then you can't do it true that's true um but I do have a question so 
what does your who's on your team like what consists of your team because you just said a lot like you go from beginning to end <laughs> and then you also right. screen it so I know that there has to be a team behind you because that's a lot it is a lot majority well <laughs> right now I'm a team of one mm-hmm. but I will say I have people that do um volunteer to help out okay. so a lot of the times the filmmakers themselves we help each other out Mm -hmm. so say for instance if you know someone's looking for an extra for a part sometimes the filmmakers will fill in as an extra um a lot of the people that come to the project who either are making films or just interested in learning how to be a production assistant or learning camera they volunteer their time and we accept them definitely because we need the help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just volunteer and we get it done. And it's great for people who's looking for that experience behind the camera and behind the scenes, because um, even though they're volunteering, they're, they're gaining that experience right. that they can use and say, hey, listen, I know how to do X, Y, Z. Or, you know, I know how to, uh, what forms you need for your actors and for your crew. Like, they'll learn all that stuff. So that's why people don't mind volunteering. Plus, the IMDb credit is help in itself. Yeah, it is. So, mm-hmm. okay, you are helping them with their script. You are, are you also DPing their work? Okay, so... I, for this last season, I did one, two, I did four, four of the films and another person did the one of the other films. Um, Only because I, (laughs) it it is a lot of work. So what I try to do is find um, individuals who do have some experience Mm -hmm. with filmmaking and video production if they're going to DP. Because you want somebody who knows what they're doing with the camera. Yes. You don't want someone just learning that. So, um, yeah, this last season, I actually found someone who was able to DP um, a film by herself, which was awesome. So I gave her that opportunity to do so. And um, so, yeah, for the most part, but I'm trying to change that. So I'm trying to get it to where, especially for women, too. I'm trying to find more women that have a camera experience and DP experience to come on board to assist with DP and these projects because I don't want to do it all myself. I do want to share the opportunity. I want to make sure that other women are getting recognized and getting credit for what they can bring to the table, especially women of color. So this year I'm really going to open that up as a um, a possibility or opportunity for those who are interested and who are able to commit to the <laughs> the time commitment of this right. project. That's another thing. Sometimes people just don't have the time to do it. Right. So, and that makes it all fall back on me, which is fine because I can handle it. But um, yeah, I think this season I'm really going to try to get more women involved behind the camera. So ladies, if you're listening and you're in Philadelphia area, you got to reach out and you DP. She needs yes. you. Definitely. Yes. yes, reach out. Okay, so you are helping the filmmakers get their film out. 
So what do you see for the first time filmmakers that their excuse me, biggest mistake is? <laughs> Having these grandiose ideas <laughs> about how their film should look and what's going to happen in the film, all oh, the special effects and <laughs> fight scenes and oh, <laughs> You know, it gets interesting. Like, some people are really, like, down-to-earth, practical, mm -hmm. get it. Like, this is my first short. I don't want to do too much. I, I'm just learning this process, getting my feet wet, so I want to keep it simple. But then you'll have people who want the world and all. Like, hey, listen, this is going to win an Oscar, so I need it to look this way, or I need, you know, aliens being down from the sky. And I'm just like, no. Uh, we got to reel you back in real quick and realize that this is like independent filmmaking right? and the budget isn't there for that. And so sometimes it's just it's about just having that conversation mm -hmm. and making sure people just understand that, you know, this is your first film and uh, what you see on television or in the movie theaters, they have huge budgets budget. for that stuff. Uh-huh. We don't have that budget. <laughs> we're we're basically working with no budget and volunteers. So let's make it happen the best way that we can with what we have. Absolutely. That's the life of an indie filmmaker. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, what would you tell someone who doesn't live in Hollywood and is discouraged because they aren't in like the Mecca of filmmaking land? I would tell them to get out their camera or get a camera or use their cell phone. Mm -hmm. Whatever can record some video and just start filming stuff. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your friends, whether it's a little like Instagram skits or whatever, start filming stuff and getting acclimated with editing. Like, you don't have to be in Hollywood these days to make things happen. Wherever you are, you can make something happen with the internet, you know? So, and don't be afraid to step out there and just do it. Don't think about what other people are going to say once they see your stuff. Nobody's first film is their best film. We've all have, we all have stories about how that first film was horrible, um, because you learn so much as you continue to, to make films and go through the process. So just be open to learning and put your fear aside. Get out there with whatever you have right now and just start filming and piecing together clips with, uh, what's that, iMovie or whatever mm -hmm. editing software yeah. you can get to eventually resolve. You don't have to do Adobe Premiere or, or you know, or add it, you know, you can, you can start off small with what yep. you have. You'd be amazed at what people have created with what they have, what comes on their computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, opposed Seriously. to find these other things. So just, just get out there and do it. Watch some YouTube videos to give you some ideas about composition and lighting and, and uh, angles and different shots. They're all on YouTube and just go out and try and watch a video, watch it about three times and then go out and try what you just learned. That's how you do it. And the more you do it and the more stuff you put up, 
people will find you. You just got to do it. You just got to start and go after it. Yep. Where yep. you are. Yep. Got to start where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where do you see five shorts going? Like what is your, That's a, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. what do you see? Where do you see it going? Huh. So, that's a really good question. I haven't even thought about it. Like, I know we're going to grow um, as we get older. I do see a difference now opposed to when I first started with people who are interested in this project. So I know we're going to continue to grow. My hope is that we can get this project in different cities and mainly cities and states where film is not really big Mm -hmm. in that area, like going to the smaller areas and trying to uh, get this project in those areas, like finding a representative for that area and helping them put on their own five shorts project. That's what I would love to do because then we're just building up more filmmakers and giving more people voices and showing people that, you know, you don't have to have the things that you think you may need to make this happen. You can just go head out and just do it on your own. So that's my plan. I think I just want to see it grow and expand outside of just Philadelphia and reach other areas with other, you know, leaders that could help push the project along in their area. Well, I'm here for it because I think it's I think it's needed, and I love that you are empowering people to be able to create. So I think it's pretty dope. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So we asked about five shorts. What is next for Shamika as a filmmaker? Haha. So I'm really looking into documentary filmmaking. Yes. I'm sorry, I had to cut you yeah. off and say yes, <laughs> because I do love um, filmmaking, period, but I really love documentaries. Like, so whenever there's right. somebody who's on here who says they love docs, it makes me happy. But I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yes, I'm the same way. Like, I love to watch them. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, I've been watching them just to see how they move along the story because mm-hmm. there's no script. So how do you... Uh, get someone engaged in your documentary. That's what I've been watching now, like watching from that standpoint, like what what's making me want to watch this documentary? Because I really want to do a documentary about um, the women's movement and the division between feminism and womanism. Mm. So yeah, so I really want to do that one. That sounds really good because I have my own little thoughts about that. So mm-hmm. I would love awesome. to see that. <laughs> we got to connect then after all of this. We got to connect. Yeah. Because that's what I really, really want to do is focus on that conversation. Because I think the conversation is being had, but mm-hmm. not with each other. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know what I mean? It's in different settings. Like, you know. I'm just going to talk to people who see my point of view and that's that. So I really want to create a situation where we're all in the same room. Right. 
And we all have to give an answer to certain questions that's being asked. And then I'll incorporate like, you know, some academic research or whatever to help uh, add that element of fact to the documentary. So people will know like, no, these thoughts are not just in someone's head. This is happening because of this or, you know, because people suffered through this. This is why this is like the way they're saying it is. So yeah, I'm I'm planning that. I'm excited about that. I'm doing some research um, about it and getting more information. And I can't wait to like really start shooting that because I think it's going to be very interesting, a very interesting conversation to watch. Okay, so when you said that, and you said that you've been watching uh, documentaries. I'm up here. It's so, look, I feel so unprofessional today, but I want you to read the, I mean, watch it. Uh, it's, um, it's literally the best documentary that I've ever seen. And it's mm-hmm. so good. Yes, y'all, I'm Googling. Wow, we are talking. I need to be able to tell her. <laughs> oh, okay. It's called The Overnighters. Oh, Okay. When I tell you that documentary is told so well, you think that you mm-hmm. are not watching a documentary. Really? Yeah. Mm. Cause afterwards I had to literally Google, <laughs> I had to Google the main character. Um, it's about this pastor, but I'm not going to tell you like about it. And okay. Don't, okay. Don't Google it because it'll blow like what's going to be revealed. Okay. But, yeah. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Okay, good, good, good. So I got something to watch. All right. Yes. It's the hands down, like, on my top five of documentaries that I've watched. So good. Awesome. Like, I had to look. And then then afterwards, like, Google it and then tell me, like, you got to email me and tell me you read it. (laughs) Definitely. I definitely will. Yeah, it's good. And everybody who's listening, y'all too, if you love documentaries, go watch The Overnighters. It is so good. It's just, yeah. It's, when I tell you, I could watch it again. Now I'm going to end up watching it again tonight, but it's a really good story. <laughs> right. And I okay, like it. I, it I like it because I get what you're saying about, you know, you want to be able to move your story forward because right. I think that's why so many people don't enjoy documentaries unless you just are like a documentary geek like I am Um, right right because it can be really blah like point and shoot and like that's not fun Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. honey when I tell you gonna be watching it your mouth gonna be open everything like what it's crazy it's so okay (laughs) you got me like so psyched to watch this now (laughs) check it out yeah so you have to give me feedback on what you think after you watch it Okay. So, okay. How can people support you on Five Shorts Project? Okay. Awesome. So, um, we're always looking for volunteers um, to come in and help with everything. If you are interested in stuff besides filmmaking, like if you're good at planning events, we need you. If you're a good writer, we would love to have you. Um, but also, if you want to learn 
the technical aspects of filmmaking. So we're always taking crew people. Um, we'll help train people who don't have the experience. We just want to be a part. We'll do that mm. as well because you can just never have enough uh, help when it comes to filmmaking for the most part. Um, also, we're trying to raise money because we want to do a five short season four film tour. So we're trying to go to New York, Atlanta, Alabama, and Houston as of right now. So we have a GoFundMe for that. You can find all this information on the website, fiveshorts.org. It's the number five, the word shorts, S-H-O-R-T-S dot org. Go there. You can find all this information about the GoFundMe. Uh, you can find information about how to volunteer, um, how to submit to the project, what we're doing. And I do have to update some more stuff on there. But for the most part, you'll you'll get the gist of what's happening via the website. So go there. You can always uh, send me an email. Info at fiveshorts.org. Or you can see us on social media as well. Um, just look up five shorts and you'll you'll find us. You'll see us. You'll see me with the five shorts t-shirt on. And yeah, that's me. So um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Twitter, but we are on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah. Okay. So everybody knows the drill, the famous last two questions. What are you watching right now? And what are you reading right now? Oh, what am I watching? Speaking of Netflix, Dear White People. <laughs> I know. I have to get my, caught up on it. I'm so behind. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love them. I love the cast. I, I love the wittiness of the the actual um episodes not it's not a film but episodes of for the season um i like that it's straightforward i like that at points it's tongue-in-cheek um they address many pertinent issues that's happening within society especially for african-americans so i love it so that's what my guilty pleasure right now is dear white people i'm waiting for orange is the new black yeah <laughs> Waiting impatiently for that. Um, and I, you know, yeah. Um, what's my other show? Uh, House of Cards. <laughs> yes, I love House of Cards. Show. I got behind on Love it. Yeah, so um, all my Netflix stuff is what I'm really up on. Um, yeah, I was watching a documentary called The Magic Pill about the ketogenic diet. So, yeah, so... But yeah, I'm watching Dear White People <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> and I'm reading um, Behind the Double Bind, Women and, Le Women and Leadership, basically because I'm trying to get ready for this documentary. So I'm trying to see what the thought process is behind um, some of the things that may come up during the, the, the documentary, like uh, why Hillary Clinton didn't um, get majority of the votes for from women that look like her. Mm -hmm. um, this book talks a lot about that, and also uh, the stereotypical images of women in politics and how 
they uh, translate over to society and how we view people. So I'm looking at it from that perspective in politics, but I'm also, um, for as with this book, but I'm also with the documentary, I really want to focus on um, outside of politics, you know, these differences that's within the women's movement um, that I think we just all need to have a conversation about and just figure out. So everyone that's claiming they don't understand what the problem is can understand what the problem is um, and get a better insight as to where uh, different people are coming from, putting it nicely. Um, So yeah, so, okay. To answer your question, behind the double bind, women in leadership, that's what I'm doing. Because <laughs> I'll go on, I run my mouth too much. <laughs> that just means you're passionate about it, that's all that means. Right, okay, good, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that means. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I definitely enjoyed our conversation. Same here. I'm really excited about this. Thank you for doing what you do. I think is totally needed. Awesome. Great. Phenomenal. All those great words I can put in there. <laughs> I think that's what, what you're doing is. So I really, I really, really like this and I really enjoy being a part of it. Thank you. So y'all know the drill. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go live those filmmaking dreams. And until next time. <laughs>